Welcome to The Tipping Point. I'm Shanice. I'm Tiani. Each week we'll be discussing a different topic and rating our issues with them on a pop culture based scale. Well, for me every day it's Black History Month. So I basically I just enjoy celebrating my blackness and representing it and just like celebrating talented black folk every single day of the year. Um, I like watching them excel in sports and activism and entertainment and politics. And I even love rooting for the one black girl that's in a competition reality show. Um, so today, basically, all I want to do is just celebrate black people across the board. Because, to be honest, we're not celebrated enough. So it's our job to make sure that we're celebrating them. So that's what we're going to do today. So on a scale of Family Matters to Shaft, how black do you think this episode is going to be? Oh, it's gonna get real black. <laughs> We're going all over the scale today. We're going guys. for peak blackness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So basically, what we're gonna do um, is just name our favorites in each category. So sports, we have politics, movies, whatever. We're gonna just talk about all of it because I just want to get every. I just want to shine a light on all these wonderful people. So let's start with one. So. Musician, Shanice, who's your favorite black musician? Or, I know it's kind of hard to choose that, so, yeah. like, as many as you can name and talk about, go for it. Okay, well, you know me, so, um, you know I love Beyonce. Uh, yeah, you a lot of people know. do. I don't, I love Beyonce in my own way. I respect mm-hmm. her talent and her performance abilities, yeah. so, <laughs> I get I it. I've been a stan since Destiny's Child, so, I gotta give it up for her. A Tribe Called Quest is big for me. Oh, yes. Good one. I love A Tribe Called Quest. Um, I like to listen to them before Afropunk every year. Because they've got that, like... (laughs) That Afrocentric. Yeah. (laughs) I never thought about that. Let me get Ruby pregame to A Tribe Called Quest. (laughs) But I love them. I listen to De La Soul, too, of course. I feel like... I don't know any song besides that Me, Myself, and I song. Really? I know. I'm sorry. Super chill. Like, I know. Super chill. Um, who else? I mean, there's so many. To, the Fugees are really great. I've been listening to Bust and Rhyme, like going back and listening to Oh, Bust I did and that. Rhymes. That was amazing. I had a lot of fun going yeah. back to that. I've been also going back and listening to Naughty by Nature, mm-hmm. which is really random. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I know they definitely have other songs, but I know hip hop and Yo, they I know. Hits. Like, when, I went back and listened. Um, cause I'd forgotten some of their other songs. Uptown Anthem is a jam. To Wait, this how does day. that one go? You're gonna have to sing a little bit. I'm of... not singing. Come on, it's, ra- it's not even singing, it's like <laughs> rapping. No, because it's like yelling. Come on, Shane. And I the, can't a little even. Bit. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Come on, alright, forget it. I'm not gonna force you, so I'll make this awkward. So, are those all your musicians, or you uh, think of another one? Um, Diana Ross is. Boss. What's your favorite song from Diana Ross? Probably Upside Down. I used to love uh, Love Hangover. I just That's like a the good one. I just like the. To be honest, when the disco part hits, I'm just like next song. But oh, I just I like, like the, that if part. it's a cure for this. like that it's part. It's sexy. a yeah, but then it's like it's just like nah, 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 nah. it's just like do 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 do, and I'm like no, I can't oh. I can't rock with the disco. I love <laughs> I was that. Like no, next. you know me, I love that. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I just, it was just too much after that sultry part. All right, well. How about you? Well, my, I tried to go for some ones that aren't 
that I appreciate that I feel like a lot of people don't appreciate. Mm -hmm. I have, like, a couple ones that everybody should know, but my first one's Kid Cudi. Oh, yeah, he's underrated. I love Kid Cudi, and I know he's doing this, like, well, I, you know I love rock, right? So I respect any black person that in public and out in everyone's face doesn't care and tries rock and he tries rock all the time Mm -hmm. and people are just like what is this like what are you doing like Mm -hmm. you're like messing with your career and yeah a lot of it's very amateur but like i love it like i just love that he's doing it he's being true to himself he likes rock he likes he's trying to play the guitar like he may not be that great at it but he's doing it Mm -hmm. and i just love that he's unapologetically him like, yeah. he's showing that, yes, I'm a black person, but I don't only have to rap. I can try to sing, even though I can't really sing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear this crop top, and you guys are going to get <laughs> over it. Like, I just I just like Kid Cudi, and not to mention he's handsome. And, he's and he can act, too. And he's the industry too. in a huge way. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's influenced the sound of rap, like, much more than he's given credit for. Yeah. Because he was one of the first people doing that sort of, like, emotional, like, from the heart sort of... He should be. Tempo. He should be so famous right now. He, he really should be should. one of the great. Like, I mean, like I don't really know how to compare. He's, he can't. He doesn't compare to anyone, to be yeah. honest. And I think that's why he's so like nobody really gives him credit too much mm-hmm. because it's like where does he fit in to this? Yeah. Especially when he goes into his rock world, like what, like mm-hmm. what? He's too weird. I think that's what it is. And like, it's pretty weird. I I I know. I think that's yeah, it is great, and I just, but like... Outcast was weird. Yeah, but they, they still kind of, for strange. the most part, like, stay in their rap lane, you know? Yeah, like I forgot he... to name them, by the way. Yeah, yeah. oh, you'll... They're pretty weird. I don't know, we've had some weird folks in rap. I know, for some reason, kid, they don't embrace Kid Cudi. They did for a minute, and then, like, now, I don't even know when it's... He just dropped an album, and I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know. Like, I had no Seven idea. Seven Bullets to Heaven or something? Yeah, some... <sighs> God, I meant to look up the name, but I just finished listening to it, and, you know, I listened to it without reading any reviews or anything like that, and I enjoyed it. And, you know, I could tell it was, like, amateur guitar playing and whatever, but I liked it. I just liked it. But then I googled, like, I was curious, because I knew it was a weird-sounding album, and he had, like, Beavis and Butthead, like, interludes, which was a little weird. why my shed was on there. Yeah, that was weird. (laughs) Uh, But, other than that, I was like, it's weird, so Mm -hmm. I wonder how people received it. And of course, like people are like, I don't know what he's doing. He's so strange. Oh like, my god, like, Anthony Fantano's review. Oh, I didn't. What did he say? Scathing. Yeah, it's just it's like he needs to stop scathing. doing this. Like, and he's he can't play guitar. He can't actually sing. So I don't know why he's singing. And I'm just like, let the boys sing. I enjoyed it. The mm-hmm. one before that, I didn't really like. I think something about the Moon Man. Mm-hmm. Like he always has like that space theme. Oh yeah. The one right before that, Indicud? like 2014. No, I loved Indicud. It's the one after that, because he had the wizard thing, and then after. I it was like the second one. Yeah, it was and like I the sequel to his first. Yeah, one. and I didn't love it. I completely yeah, like didn't no. like that one, but I like this. I think this. I liked Ash and Kutcher for. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah. I like him. And I want to celebrate Kid Cudi. Um, the next very underrated, this is like deep cut. I'm a huge lover of Incubus, right? But I also really love their bass player, Ben Kinney. He's like, I'm, I think he's like half white and half black. Mm-hmm. But he looks black. Like, he looks straight, <laughs> straight up black. Um, but, like, he, yeah, so he's like... He's really talented, too. I, he's just, like, has his own solo career. Of course, like, nobody's heard his music unless you're an Incubus fan and you yeah. just 
took you just went that deep into your fandom that you found his stuff but he's awesome he's actually a pretty decent singer he's a great guitar player like i love him a lot and also um swv i feel like they don't get a lot of i feel like they get overshadowed a lot by like escape and like um other female bands i can't think of we forget about the 90s girls yeah and they were i forgot so many good hits like total yeah yeah i don't love total i feel like none of them could really really sing in total uh like think about like Kissing you, just like nah, 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 nah. Uh, that's I love that song, song, but she's not singing. <laughs> um, SWV was really great. They're really, and they all could sing, and they had so many good '90s. Just like you, did you hear that song, um, Cosine, that came out recently that uh-huh. they did? It sounds like straight out of the '90s, but they made it like in 2010. Mm-hmm. It's so good. They just sound like the '90s, and I mm-hmm. love it. They're really, I just, I love them. And Anything then, is amazing. Anything. I don't know that one. What's that? Sing it. It's like, um, Oh, you don't like <laughs> sing it. Come on, sing it for me. Oh, you really no, want No, 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 no. I just, I know, like, you're the one and use, use your heart, which is one of my favorites. And what is the one? Anything the one... that starts that's like, do, 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 do. You know that one? I probably, if I heard yeah. it, I would know. It Maybe was on the just above the REM soundtrack. Oh, okay. I did. What's the one with Puff? With Puff Daddy, the one where he's like looking at my rollie. It's about that time. S O U V to drop a gem on my. <laughs> like, of course, that was like the best. The rap part was like yeah. the best part. Oh, someone that I can believe. That's someone. That's what it is. Someone. So yeah, I just needed to just talk about them because they're awesome, and I feel like we forget about S O U V. And I'm just like, how could we? They had so many hits. Um, and then Michael Jackson, of course. King of Pop, amazing, like, just amazing, like, every single album is at least six songs that you like, yeah. like, how can you make an album with that many great songs, like, probably his weakest album was the, that Invincible, Invincible, <laughs> but, it had some jams exactly, that's what I'm saying, like, even though that was his weakest, like, we still had Rock My World, we still had Butterflies, we still had, what else did we have over that? Yeah, but I feel like I liked songs. But even those though, were like, pretty great. Those were pretty songs, great. Though. Like it's still like hello. Tree the... does a really good cover of that song. Just oh, which so one? Everyone song? knows butterflies. Um, I, I just prefer to hear the the king. I just I think it's cute. The real king, <laughs> not Elvis. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so the next one is favorite song by a black artist. I chose Umi Says by Most Deaf. Okay. Because it just makes me feel really good. You know, he's just saying, he mostly just says, my Umi Says, shine your light on the world, shine your light for the world to see. Mm-hmm. And then, but then at the end, he says, I want my people to be free. I want black people to be free over and over again. And it just like makes me emotional. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me, because I'm like, I want. And the way he says it, you can tell he really, he really wants it. it. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite ones. I like um, Rock and Roll by him. Have you heard that song? Oh, that's a good one. I just love it because he just keeps repeating, like, you know, Elvis Presley and Got No Soul. And then he says, mm-hmm. like, Marvin Gaye's Rock and Roll or something. Yeah. Like, he says, a black artist, like, we started Rock and Roll yeah. just to remind you. 
And then, like, at the end, he's just like, rock and roll, rock! Like, yeah, like, at the end, it's like a rock song out of nowhere. And it's just like, most deaf, like, just creative genius, doesn't care what people think about it. Like, it's literally like a soul rap song. He wants to do. Yeah, like, he just, it was a soul kind of rap song. And then all of a sudden, it just switched to, like, it was just like, wait, what? So, like, I really like that song. Yeah. Also, She Lives in My Lap by Audrey 3000. And what is that about? I don't think I've heard it's that one. It's just a perfect fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's perfect. He, like, it's got a weird soulful sound, but it sounds kind of dreamy. Um, and then, like, at the end, he mixes, like, there's some Biggie in there, like, samples of Biggie's voice. Yeah. And he's basically, he's talking about, maybe he's saying something that, I'm not aware. He could be metaphorical. Yeah. But he, he's mostly talking about a woman. He's like, um, you know, she stays alone, never sheds a single tear. Like, it's just about this woman that he really loves. I haven't thought that deeply about it, so if someone's like, that's not what the song's about, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somebody will tell it's you. It's probably metaphorical. I don't, it probably is. Um, okay, so my song, because I oh, really... And I have Young, Gifted, and Black Bunny oh, this Okay, so you had a hard time finding a song, but you had three. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, um, mine, I had a hard time, like, really thinking about one. So the first one that came to my mind was All Right by Kendrick Lamar. I mean, it's a good song. It's, it's really just, like, when he's like, we're gonna be all right, it's just like... We are, because we're always all right, and we're always gonna just we make really a way. Are. Yeah, like we've been through so much like and we've always been all right like they can't stop us and it's just like a very uplifting song and it mm-hmm. has a great beat so it feels like a party song you can just bop to it like the video is also beautiful yeah and it's it was nominated right for grammy so, yeah. yeah so i had a terrible week this week so i actually listened to that song and i felt better oh <laughs> there was something happened like uh it's just like the whole trying to be a writer and it's just really hard <laughs> so you felt like he was talking to you i always feel like kendrick lamar is talking to me <laughs> oh god <laughs> like he made this entire album for I'm me like a kendrick stan oh yeah yeah tell us about that standing um so i love kendrick lamar i think that he is you know a blessing to music and he seems like a wonderful person and <laughs> i'd love to meet him one day um, he just seems really intelligent to me. And, like, he really thinks about the world and wants his music to have an impact on that world. Yeah. And to represent himself and his people really well. And I like that he's not just in this for money. Yeah. Like, who was that guy, that rapper who went on some awards show, and they asked him about the Black Lives Matter movement, and he was like... I'm not really worried about that right now. I'm just out here getting I remember money. that, but I don't remember who it... Was he from... Was he from Migos? Yes, it was Migos. I think it was. I'm glad that Kendrick's not my friend. <laughs> I mean, you're comparing him to Migos? So, like, come on. I'm glad Handsome he's not and wealthy that. and... You know. I'm glad we have like someone who's, like, finally... Like proving that you can be intelligent. I mean, I don't want to force... Yeah, I don't want to force anybody to talk about black rights, but I feel like because Drake says the N-word so much, he should talk about it sometime. I feel like Like, if you're repping your black side that much, you you have to... Like, 
Drake makes me feel weird because, like, I I love his music, but I feel like he doesn't talk about anything in his mm. music. Just uh, like dating, how much money he has, and now the how much people doubted him. him. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sad because I'm famous. And then you know he got his okay. His album cover for Nothing Was the Same was done by Kadir Nelson, who is very famous um, painter of black people black culture and I felt like that was a statement but then mm-hmm. he he did an interview about it um Elliot Wilson has this series um I think it's called Crown and he just it's really interesting he talks to different rappers yeah. and Drake talked about hiring Kadir Nelson and he felt weird about saying the word black <laughs> but he gets a nigga like every three seconds. Yeah, and all... he was like, I don't know if I should say this, but he paints black people. He was like, <laughs> why? Why is it wrong to oh say my that? God. So I, I feel like, That's do so we fair. want my Drake boo, talking uh... about race relations? He can't I mean, he, but the only time he brought up race relations was when he was dissing Meek. Oh, you're talking about me, but you're not talking about us dying with our hands up. Oh, now you want to talk about it? I just, yeah, I I feel some type of way because I don't say the N-word that much. Like, if anything, the only time I say it is, like, if I'm singing along to a song. Mm-hmm. And mostly his songs because he says the N-word so much. <laughs> so I feel like if you're going to say that so much, then that means you really feel black. Yeah. So sometimes you should feel black enough to care about the black issue. <laughs> That's all I feel. And you know yeah. I love Drake. Yeah. And but they do be- have the police issue in Toronto. I think someone just died. Yeah. Not too long ago. And it you- wasn't this week. It was last week in Toronto. And you know I love Drake, but, like, when I was thinking of, like, black musicians, like, I couldn't put Drake. Because <laughs> I just feel like he doesn't really... He's not doing much for the cause. Yeah. So, like, I just felt like I do love him. He is half black. Like, that's the truth. But mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I would just felt weird about putting it down. Yeah. Um, alright, so let's move on to our favorite actors and actresses. We can start with actors first. Okay. Uh I'm gonna go with Michael B. Jordan. Of course. Good choice. I chose Michael, Michael B. B. Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> he was he's one of mine too. He's just he really is a good actor. And he's and he's rising up real fast. Like he's uh. <laughs> I mean, out of nowhere, That's the past true. couple years. That's true. I mean, I know I he started a long we, time we ago. I but... in a hardball. So it's been I a didn't, while. I didn't record that memory. I didn't like hardball. I had it on DVD. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it was a bad movie. I just didn't. Oh. So I've been following him since then, and I just feel like it just really bugs me that people like <laughs> Zach Efron. He did High School Musical. He's and he's not, not that even that good of an actor. He just he really does horrible sexy. movies. <laughs> and Michael B. Jordan is an amazing actor. He broke my heart in Fruitvale Station. Oh my god! Oh my god! His death in The Wire killed me. Well, thanks for telling me because I didn't watch The oh Wire. Oh my god! And you blew it for okay. anybody who's not. How long has that show been off the air? Okay. Everyone knows When did this. you watch The Wire? I watched it... Did you watch it when it was on the air? No. 
Exactly. It was forever ago. And, but you watched it when it was off the air, which means you watched it later. And if somebody Still. had said, he died, you would have been like, But no. literally, if you ever seen an interview with Michael B. I Gordon, somehow missed him, it. I don't know I how. somehow missed it. Okay. Well, well, sorry. And also, people don't sit on the computer all day and watch interviews. I'm sorry. <laughs> I work as a writer. I'm online all day. You just spoiled... I apologize to the listeners if you have not watched the wire yet. I will put it in the yet. description that there is that there is a spoiler during about the actor portion. Okay. Sorry, <sighs> but I just oh, hate see. people like you. Sorry. It was on my list. Spoilers, but I'm just saying he's an amazing <laughs> actor and he's consistently done well except for Fantastic Four. But well, he 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 had it wasn't me at, his fault. I well, Fruitvale killed me because I was like right around the time Trayvon happened, I think, when I finally saw that movie. Or, or Mike did, Brown. It really did. When no, I watched it. Came it. Out. No, I'm saying when I watched it. I'm saying well, that's when it came oh, out. Oh, that's when it came out? Because the verdict came in for Trayvon Martin while they were still doing press. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, it was, like, really, like, that scene, it was just, like, really resonated with me. And I and I cried immediately. Like, my eyes were just, like, <laughs> like the water just... movie, you knew was going to happen. And I was hoping, because I didn't really know the story that well. I knew mm-hmm. what basically happened, but I didn't know like the how it transpired. Mm-hmm. And just seeing that he did absolutely, absolutely nothing wrong just made it that much worse. Like, to watch it all go down. It was yeah. just like, he was about to die for no reason. Like, a lot of them do. Um, so, yeah, he's he's awesome. Like, and he's very handsome. He's very, very handsome. <laughs> and then he was at, like, perfect form in Creed, so it was just like, oh my God. you're making me freaking love you. <laughs> and I didn't and like you. some chocolate and, like, oh, <laughs> I can't deal. I was like, oh, dang, man. Wait, what's her name? Tessa Thompson? I was so jealous. Yeah. Do you know she's 32? Yes. She looks amazing. She looks well, you don't, you don't fall apart at... 32, but I'm just saying, like, she, she looks, looks like, like a, a child. Like, she still looks young. <laughs> That's gonna be like you. You're gonna be 32 and people will be like, 16, right? <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> I actually have three children. <laughs> well, it started early, huh? Like, no. I just... <laughs> um, I also wanted to, I actually don't, I'm not gonna sit here and lie and pretend like I'm a huge fan of Nate Parker. But he's he's a rising star, and I did really like him in Beyond the Lights, which is an underrated movie starring two black beautiful people. They did um, dirty with that trailer. They really did. That trailer looked like garbage. I didn't want to see it. <laughs> I was just in the mall for a really long time, waiting for my sister to get out of work, and I was like, and me and my older sister were like, let's go see Beyond the Lights, and I was like, eh, I guess. I mean, at least we're supporting black art. And <laughs> to go see it, and I was just like, "This movie was really good." <laughs> like, why did they make it look like a Nicholas garbage? Sparks movie? It looked like a Nicholas Sparks movie with black people, and I was just like, "Who's gonna die at the end? Who's dying?" <laughs> like, but it was really good. And if I had known, like the late the woman who was behind Love and Basketball did it, I would have known it was gonna be a good story. Yeah. But I didn't. There was nothing. They didn't even say this is by Gina. Was her name Blythewood? Like they didn't. Yeah, Blythe. Blythewood, it's yeah, like the two is. names. Oh, Price? Blythewood Price? I think you might be right. Okay. Or Price Blythewood. Yeah. Okay. Gina, Gina <laughs> did love in basketball, and that's an amazing story. That's like every 
basic black girl's favorite movie. <laughs> uh, for, I mean, it's true. I mean, I love the movie. But I'm just saying, every girl, like, who doesn't really watch movies like that, but the mm-hmm. one movie they know is Love and Basketball. <laughs> That's the truth. Um, but yeah, like, Nate Parker's great. He's really and attractive. His, and he's going... With Nat Turner. Sundance, like, he got a standing ovation. I think they... It was distributed for like a lot of money. I wrote an article about. It. I wrote two articles. About it. That's why at this point we have Shanice because she's <laughs> always gonna have the details. I don't read articles. I just saw that it was a lot of money and it was like down in history as one of like the biggest like sales at a festival. Mm-hmm. So like I'm so excited for it to come out and to see it and just like that's amazing. Like people like him make me proud but also make me jealous because I'm like, what am I doing with my life? You know, like, he, he put a hundred. He worked <laughs> on that script for. He worked on the movie for seven years because no one wanted to make it. Wow. He had to put $100,000 of his own money into it. And then finally, I think a couple NBA players got involved. And then things, the ball got rolling after then. Mm-hmm. I think he raised like $10 million. Um, but it was, the thing that blows my mind is that like Django came out. Everyone was fine with Django. But he wanted to make a movie about a real life black person. <laughs> Who led a real live <laughs> slave rebellion? Yeah, and people were uncomfortable. He said that people were uncomfortable with the idea. You know? Yeah, I guess because this is like real life. He, he killed slaves. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. Not I'm not making it, but that's you. probably why that's those so studio white people were just probably like, it's "No, so that's annoying. too real." <laughs> you know? So I'm down with it. I'm tired of the slave movies, but this is one I that I can this. get behind. And I love that it's called Birth of a Nation. Take exactly. the name back. <laughs> Take and that's it back. I want to see. And also, I feel like most of these films don't depict black agency in a way that I would like. Mm-hmm. And so we finally get to see, because we played a huge role in our own freedom yeah. and gaining our own rights. And so I'm happy that we finally get to see that on screen. Yeah. Shout out Nate Parker. Yeah, Nate Parker. I'm really excited that he's like, because he's been around for a while too. He's like 36 yes. years old. Yeah, he's like, I think he has four kids. He has four kids? <laughs> he has four daughters, I think. Jeez. Yeah, whoa. Okay, so it's time for him to shine. <laughs> um, so do you have an actress? Um... That's hard. <laughs> it is. I grew up on Gabrielle Union, of course. Okay. Like every black girl grew mm-hmm. up on Gabrielle Union, whose skin is just amazing. <laughs> I've been talking about her all night because she's, you know, out there um, <laughs> on the red carpet. And she just looks, her skin is so smooth <laughs> and just like, oh, I can't deal. I know. Um, she's and so I'm, pretty and she looks exactly the same. Like she could put good. on the Bring It On cheerleading costume the clover's costume and it'd be like all right this makes sense exactly <laughs> like yeah she's 18 <laughs> like exactly the same yeah um well i had um angela bassett okay and she's the queen that's true. She's i'm the thinking queen. of like and she's like younger. oh no no anyone oh okay yeah she's like almost 60 mm-hmm. and she looks pretty much the same <laughs> Yeah. Like it's amazing. Like she looks great. Like she looks great. And Viola um, Davis. How did I forget about Viola? I don't know how you could forget about Viola. She's amazing. I'm pissed that she doesn't do enough movies. I hope that 
I, I don't know. I just pray for her. I honestly was so mad when she didn't get, you know, when she didn't win for doubt. Yeah. I was so, she deserved that. Who she was, was in the movie for like five seconds and she and was she, what I remembered the most. Yeah, that movie is, oh my God. You know, I, I always, I always <laughs> recite the end of that lot. Like, Romero. <laughs> And that's literally the, the end. Well, not the last. I don't know if it's the last line, but I, that's what I remember because I was annoyed. I was like, this is the movie that we're all talking about? She's like, after like accusing the boy and all this stuff, she's just like, I have doubt. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God. Just wasted like two hours of my life to watch Viola Davis do a great performance for like five minutes and then the rest of it's garbage. I liked the movie, sorry. I didn't. Um, I don't remember anything else besides Viola oh. Davis and her snotting. And then she's every role she you cries, know it's coming. snot's coming. She's for real. She is. She does not care. She's like, yep, this is real acting. This not comes out when you're doing it for real. Um, and also I have, um, oh God, I should have made sure I knew how to pronounce her name. Denai Guerrera. Uh, she's from Walking Dead and she's. She's really good. She's a really good actor. She has now. She has beautiful, beautiful skin. skin. Yeah, beautiful skin yeah. and great arms. And she plays Michonne in The Walking Dead. For those of you who don't know, and she's just like a badass black woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, knock on wood, hopefully she's been lasting every single season since she's shown up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I feel like at this point, like fans would be mad, like if she got killed off, like they would be very like pissed so she's killing it over there and i just wish all those actors on walking dead got some credit i feel like that show i feel like that show is just like underrated all together but she's underrated because she's amazing she should definitely be doing movies and stuff like that all right so now we're on to our favorite movies starring black people so you got one my favorite is definitely crooklyn Oh my god, I forgot about that classic. <laughs> oh my god. I think that's my most favorite movie of black people. Oh. It's just, you don't get to see a lot of movies about little black girls. Not at all. And so that was really important for me growing up to see Troy. And I also loved that her name was Troy. Troy. Like she had a boy name. I thought yeah. that was so cute. Um, it was like I, they had a whole bunch of boys, and they were just like, oh, this is a girl, still a boy name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just thought it was, it really captured the dynamic, I think, of black families. Yes. Like, there were so many things that I recognized. Oh my god, my like, favorites. <laughs> my, one of the, they mess with me because I have a Pomeranian. Mm-hmm. So my um, family messes with me because that whole scene where she's looking for her Pomeranian. Because they, <laughs> yeah. like, pretty much killed it. The kids killed the Pomeranian. <laughs> And so every time, like, Lefty would, like, run off or disappear, and we found him and it was time to joke about how he left, they'd be like, oh my, and you were out there like, like, Lefty, Lefty, oh Lord, have mercy, where's my child? It's like a Lefty! <laughs> and he just, like, pops out of the sword. It's yeah. like they killed the dog. They murdered that Pomeranian. Yeah, they really did. I stuck my- was too obsessed with that dog, and she was, like, rude to the daughter. Remember that? Yeah, she was, but the- They didn't have to kill the dog. But- <laughs> like, are you, like, really, like, supporting stuffing a Pomeranian in no. a sofa? No, I just, I'm saying I understood why a child might, might but, then they, but then they kind of did look like when she found him, like, 
what did we do? Like, we yeah. just killed the dog. <laughs> yeah. Like, we didn't like her, but this was too much. But there was a lot of classic moments in that movie. There really was a were. lot. I love the hand games. And then RuPaul makes a really random appearance. What? In the, remember she goes to the corner store and RuPaul is in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what RuPaul says. Wait, is it the one where she keeps her panties clean or something? Yes. Oh, Oh, I didn't realize that That was RuPaul. That was beautiful. It also introduced me. What is the song called? I think it is actually called Ooh Child. Oh, ooh, yeah, up. it introduced me to that song. That was the first time I heard that song. I, I think, think I didn't realize that whole time I knew that song's by Jimi Hendrix, right? Time. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that was Jimi Hendrix, and then like that I heard it later, there. and I was like, oh my god, Kirkland had that song in there, and that's a, probably the first time I heard that song. It's just a great movie, it's just so good. Um, my next one is To Sir with Love. My mom and I watch that I think every I've time. That. Me and my mom and watch Sydney Poitier, right? Yeah, we watch it every time it comes on TV. What's that one about? Just, basically, Sydney Poitier is a teacher, and he has to work in this school with predominantly white, poor students in England. Of course, they don't respect him because he's black, and because, you know, they have all their walls up or it was whatever. Fine. It was one of the first movies of its kind. Yeah, the <laughs> teacher savior film. Yeah. Only... It was Flint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I just love it. I love the song. Um, and I just love how important it was, like, to see this black man with authority um, in an old movie. And then and Hollywood was like, like, let's flip it back. <laughs> yeah. And make it the white savior. <laughs> With the black poor children <laughs> and every single inspirational exactly. film there is. So we just step back, way back. Actually, I just, I love that movie, so. Yeah. yeah. And Do the Right Thing is, of course, a classic. Oh, okay. of course. It's, it's a perfect Spike Lee film. Was, Spike Lee was killing the game in the 80s and the 90s. Um, well. made some strange turns. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what the last good one was. Inside Man? Maybe. I don't know. I never saw that one, but I think he also did the 25th hour. That was good. Oh, yeah. I had to see that for film class, and that was pretty good. I don't remember much about it. I just know he had 25 hours to get his life together. Did he have a famous Spike Lee shot? The person on the dolly? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) (laughs) He's gotta do that every movie. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, Okay, so mine is a black comedy classic by Eddie Murphy. Coming to America. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. That's... Everyone's... Yeah. I still watch that movie. I must have seen that movie, like, ten... Over ten times. And I still laugh at the same exact... (laughs) Like, come on. Sexual chocolate? Like... (laughs) Greatest love of all. (laughs) It's just so many great moments. Like, Eddie Murphy at his prime. It was just, like, he played all, like, ten characters. Yeah. Like, it was just... Oh my god, just he every single part genius. of it. He was. He really was. And he should be ten times... He's big. Like, he's a legend. But, like, yeah. he should be, like... Let's see, I'm trying to think of, like, how old... It, like, George Clooney's probably around his age, right? He should be George Clooney's status. Like, like just constantly still in movies. Yeah. Because he's just George Clooney. Mm-hmm. George Clooney can make a terrible movie. And still be George Clooney. But Eddie Murphy makes a terrible movie... That's true, but he's made a couple of bad 
I know, I know, I know. But I feel like I feel like Eddie Murphy is gonna go down like Richard Pryor status. Like I feel like he's going to be hallowed ground in mm. comedy yeah. the same way that Richard Pryor is. Yeah. That's true. I really think so. They'll do a movie they about his life. They him with the Dream Girls, though. Oh, Dream Girls, he was amazing. He should have gotten that award. Yeah. That was really messed up. Was it Alan Arkin with, yeah. who died in the first 15 minutes? Of the f- and also, I feel like, <laughs> Eddie, that was such a departure for him. Yeah. He should have won just for, pr- like, showing that, like, he, could, he can step into a different and world. And he can sing, yeah. which is something he's been trying to prove to everybody for years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he he sang. He was funny. He did drama. Like he did exactly. all of it. It was wonderful. And he was in most of the movie. He really was. And I mean, <laughs> I love Little Miss Sunshine, but Alan Arkin did not deserve that. <laughs> I don't remember. I feel like he, he was, was just a dirty those... old pedophile man, and he died. Yeah, <laughs> he died immediately. I couldn't believe it. What I was seeing. Because I think I saw the movie afterwards to see why he deserved to be mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy. And I, I could not believe and I that he died. And I Miss Sunshine, and I still did not think he deserved that award. I was like, I just didn't want to give it to Eddie. They were just mad that he made so many bad movies. I think he made Norbit the same year. And they were just like... I think that came out after, though. I feel like it was around the same time, though. Really? Well, even if it came out after, I think it was still like during the time that they were making decisions. And the Academy needs so much help i, I just know don't even because he deserved that award yeah he's great and coming to america is probably my favorite of his movies he did a lot yeah. of amazing movies he really but did but coming to ugh, i just can't even and there was like, that time in the 80s where he was running oh like, yeah he i mean it started movies. with beverly hills cop like yeah. that was just those movies are amazing too yeah i mean i don't i think i stopped it too like not letting go to three, what, but Golden Child Trading Places. Trading Places is great. Forty eight hours is great. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any more, but he did a lot. He's, he's awesome. Um, so television. Right now, I'm going with Blackish, like for shows mm-hmm. that are still on the air. Um, I. I just think that show is perfect. I wasn't expecting a lot when I first heard of it. I thought, I don't know, I don't know what I thought. I just didn't think that I would like it as much as I do. I think most people who watch Blackish didn't think that they were going to love it as much. I think as I they judged do. the book by its cover. Yeah. And I d- didn't watch it, and then I heard that it was amazing, and I was like, why? It's really funny, <sighs> and I think it does a really good job. My mom and I relate to it a lot because. Um, she grew up in the Bronx and then she was able to raise me in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. And so she relates to it because of Andre, um, Anthony Anderson's character, because they come from similar situations and they're having this weird cultural difference with their children and having to navigate that and like let them explore what it's like to be black in the setting that they're in rather than what they know it to be so i think it's personal for a lot of people that show and also i think they add a lot of really great touches like they have the girls in their scarves on at night oh amazing (laughs) i really do hate seeing movies where a black girl wakes up and her hair is sprawled across the bed i'm like 
There is no black girl in life not sleeping without a scarf unless they were really tired the night before and just forgot or it came off in the middle of the night. when I was coming here, I was walking out of my apartment, I locked the door, and I realized I left my scarf, and I was like, there's no way my black ass walked out of here without a scarf, and I know I'm sleeping over. It's almost like that feeling like when you travel the great distance and then you realize you left it and then your heart literally falls to the floor you're like do i have to go to the store and get no like do i have to go to the store and get a scarf (laughs) that's how serious it is that's why it's such a lie when they have movies with us waking up with our hair on the pillow like just out like that is not the truth so i really do touch and they like a little girl sleeps with her scarf and the older sister does and they make little jokes about it sometimes like there was one they were having I guess break-ins in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and so Lawrence Fishburne's character was going to teach the older girl I think her name is Zoe uh, how to do karate and at one point she gets fed up she was like I don't feel like you're teaching me anything and he was like do you want someone to break in here and see you with your scarf on <laughs> And that's so true because I hate going outside in my scarf. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> like it's really serious business, that scarf. It's just a great show. And I think they do a good job of mixing social issues and handling them smartly yeah. as well. Um, and then I have to go to the different world. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, everyone hates Free Summer's character, Freddy. But I love Freddy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Which one is, uh... Freddy is, like... Maybe I haven't gotten that far oh, yet. Did she come she's later? She's got the curly hair, and she's sort of spacey, and, like, I don't think curly. I've gotten there yet. Oh. I'm right... I'm still, like, in the second season, so I'm only... I still got, like, um, mm-hmm. Marissa Tomei, and, like... Oh. And, uh, Jaleesa, and... I didn't even realize I skipped those seasons and went straight. Really? <laughs> I did. No, I went to the beginning. Um... I, I, don't, I love Freddy. I know that she did some messed up stuff. What did she do? Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, right. you know what I mean. Oh. Okay, well, she did some messed up stuff on the show. A different role gets character. that deep? It gets very deep. Really? Because it's so, like, yeah, fluffy no. right now. Right it now, it is so fluffy. Oh, no. After uh, Lisa Bonet leaves, they deal with abortion. Wait, Lisa Bonet leaves? How did you not know I don't... That? She got no. pregnant with Zoe. Okay. And then Bill was like, we can't have her on the show. And Debbie Allen wanted her on the show still so they could deal with that topic. Oh. Um, Because she knew women when she went to, I think she went to Howard. I think she went to Howard. Was she married to Lenny Kravitz yet? Yeah, that, she was. So what was the big but deal? She, but his I mean, it's not a big deal like, anyway, but I'm just saying. He like, didn't want a, a, a Huxtable to be pregnant unwed on the show. Um, I know. So, but after she leaves, it picks up and it gets, they deal with abortion, um, unplanned pregnancies, they deal with drugs, they deal with HIV, they deal with rape. They oh my god! Lot. Yeah! What show am I watching right now? I'm telling you, it's so fluffy, it's like, come on! What's Lisa Lene's character's name, do you know? Denise. Come on, Denise! Like, you gotta do your paper! So you can graduate. <laughs> oh, mom, can I go to Greece? And it's like, no, you need a job and get your head on straight. That's literally like the episodes. Like it's like very frou frou, like basic. Like Degrassi goes harder than those first couple of seasons. <laughs> like I'm telling you, 
No, it's interesting. Really serious. But I love Freddie. I think because she reminds me of me, minus doing the horrible things that she does. Oh my god! It's Cree Cree Summers, the one yeah. that voices like Susie. And yeah, who yeah. does like voice work for every Susie on Rugrats? Just in case our listeners yeah. don't know. <laughs> awesome. Those are my shows. <laughs> Great. Well, I stuck. I went to Shondaland, Mm-mm. and I chose How to Get Away with Murder and Scandal, because. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's really when we started seeing, like, a black female lead on primetime television Definitely. in most recent years. And I, I appreciated that so much. Um, I still want to make sure I celebrate Carrie Washington. I know it's almost like she missed her moment mm-hmm. because she was nominated and everything, but she never won it. And yeah. then Viola Davis is, like, winning everything. Yeah. So, like, I still appreciate Carrie Washington. I didn't forget about you, Carrie. You were the first. I hope she does more movies. Yeah, stuff. you were the first one, and you're beautiful. And I I just love that I get to see black women having storylines. Like, normal people, they don't have to be slaves or maids, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, even in Grey's Anatomy, I mean, they may not be Meredith Grey, but they focus on all the black characters. Like, mm-hmm. you know... Like, they come in, have relationships, you care about how the relationships work out, you know, they're doctors, like, it's, yeah. it's amazing, like, and I just, TGIT, Shonda Rhimes, like, high five to them, I, I love those shows, I watch all three of them. Definitely. So. Alright, well, uh, I also threw in Comedian, and, I mean, of course, Eddie Murphy is, like, is that, does that? No. <laughs> oh, who did you choose? I chose Dave Chappelle. Oh, my God, I even... You know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not like I didn't watch the show enough to say that I was a fan, but I respect him. Uh, I watched the shows and I watched his stand up. Some of his stand up was a little slut shamey, but (laughs) that was upsetting. But I do think he is really smart about race relations, and I really respect that he really thought about who his audience was and how his comedy was playing for different audiences. And he was able to say, you know what, you can pay me $50 million, I'm just not going to sell my soul, and I'm just not going to sell my people out. Yeah. And he left, and they tried to slander that man, but I respect him for doing that. he just disappeared. He's like, I'm still not coming back until I'm ready to come back. He did. And he he does shows sometimes. He's very, like, particular about people recording during the shows, but he definitely is back. And I hope that he... And I think he enjoying himself. And, and I think he kind of wins because I'm sure he can like sell out seats because he's Dave Chappelle yeah. and he disappeared for years. So like he's still he's, winning. I think he's a very smart yeah. man, and he did a really good talk with Maya Angelou for Sundance, mm. and it was it's just a really interesting conversation. And so yeah, I always love that. Um, there's only a few sketches I remember from Dave Chappelle just like mm-hmm. passing through, like when my parents were watching it. And one of them was like the draft, like oh, yeah, they the were like draft. the race draft, like who they would like give up to, <laughs> who yeah. they would take in. That was hilarious. And then I was, oh, I always remember the white family named. The- <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. And then everyone remembers Bigsby, the guy who was in the, the black man in the KKK. Oh my boy. god, that was a good one too. <laughs> That one, and then the one when Wayne Brady's on it, and he's like oh, the pimp. Yeah. I love <laughs> the good. one where he drops that white kid off who's yeah. like obsessed with black culture in the hood. Oh, yeah. That was really There's funny. just so many good ones. I yeah. mean, obviously, I've seen enough to know that he's hilarious, so it's a good pick. 
Um, I did Marlon Wayans, and here's my reasoning for this. I know you recently <laughs> thought he wasn't funny. He wasn't at the top of his game. I think he was just passing through, you know, that... Yeah, he he was just passing through. Yeah. Um, but, like, he, even though a lot of his movies are trash, I'm not gonna, I know that. They are trash. I enjoyed that Haunted House and a Haunted House too. They were hilarious. I completely forgot. I feel like you should just watch it and just open your mind. I'm not trying to rep Little Man. I didn't even really, <laughs> and I really didn't even like um, what's that movie? The classic one, like Don't Drink Your Juice in South Central. You the long title. Seen that in so long. I, don't, I didn't like it to be honest. But what I respect about Marlon Wayans is that even though Hollywood doesn't really call him that much, he's making it his own he will get a movie into the studios and it will still be wide released and even if it sucks it's still gonna be in the theaters and they're still gonna give him another movie and he's still gonna get another movie and he's still making money and i'm sure he's still worth millions and he's from a a comedic family dynasty and he's still selling out his stand-up so like he's amazing he's awesome and i personally think he's funny like he's yeah. a pretty funny guy and he's really handsome to me i think oh he's God, very attractive he's so cute oh, when i was watching um what is it, what's that movie called was it the heat with um sandra bullock and um melissa mccarthy yeah yeah okay and he was like the fake love interest to Sandra Bullock, they didn't really, like, deliver on it, because you know how they have an interracial relationship, and they're like, they kind of like each other, but we're not going to really explore that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he looks so good in that movie. I was just like, I've never felt this way about... Really? No! Even on the Wayne's Brothers show, I thought he was the cute one. I, I mean, I knew he was... I always thought he was better than Sean, but, like, I... I always thought he was cute. And for some reason, that movie, I was like... <laughs> Okay, and this time he's like forty, and he looks exactly the same. He really does. He, he, I think he's really, really handsome. So he's handsome, talented, and smart. Because even though he is, he went to Howard. He I did. Think sure, he went to Howard. Of course, it's Howard. Everybody goes to Howard, <laughs> and even if they didn't stay at Howard, they stayed there for a year. They're still like, I rep Howard. I'm like, but you were there two seconds. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, he he made his career off of spoofing, like, mm-hmm. Scary Movie. Yeah. That's down in history. Like, people love that movie. I don't really love those. I don't either. But <laughs> I respect his drive, his business sense, mm-hmm. his, his, just his determination not to be forgotten. Yeah. I just I, wish he would do more drama, because he was amazing in Requiem. Oh my god, I forget that he was in Requiem. He was amazing. It's just like, he was like, nah. <laughs> he doesn't do more drama films. He was great at that movie, <laughs> and I feel like I, I would think like he's like more Hollywood right now. He would do I think he's more just... drama. He could make his own drama film. That's I feel true. like he's a lot smarter than his movies make him seem. Yeah, I think I so really too. Do. I, I think, think he's so probably too. a very intelligent man. And like when he talked about on another round, when he talked about the way he felt that uh, the main character in Fifty Shades of Grey was portrayed, I was like thinking about these things like he's clearly <laughs> yeah. like, he should be making more, i don't know he should be taking he's like he frustrates you because yes. he's so talented and smart it's so annoying i know he does do but white chicks like, is a classic it is but i do feel like he traffics in some stereotypes 
sometimes. Of I'm course. Just kind of like, I don't think you exist. Of course. But, that. you know, some people are into that race yeah, comedy. That's true. You know, I'm not really into comedy about race, but the white chicks was but pretty funny. I feel funny. like Dave Chappelle, he's, his comedy has a lot to do with race, but I've never felt like. I know. You know? Not everybody's very good at it. It's true. It's very hard. But I. I I stand for Marlon Wayans, and I've decided this most recent years, so. I appreciate the Wayans family. Yeah. Because I feel like they have done a lot, and they opened a lot of doors. And, we wouldn't have been And Living Carrie Color is, if it weren't, right, we would have David Allen Greer. Oh my God. And Living Color was like, that's definitely got to be on my list as one of my favorite shows. Like, mm-hmm. in Living Color, I laughed ten times more than I've ever laughed at an SNL. One sketch yeah. on SNL equals the entire history <laughs> of In Living Color. One good sketch on SNL. Because in Living Color, there were just so many iconic characters, like the two we guys that... Fox were, I for know! The, the two wings. guys that review movies. Oh, they were yeah. just like, hated it! And, <laughs> and then just all of Jim Carrey's characters. Yeah. Um, Homie Don't Play That. Like, all... Like, there's just so much. Yeah. And... I, uh, I just like the Wayans family in general. The Wayans just family like, opened a lot of doors. They did. And I think they do. Like, do freaking a lot Jim Carrey for, came up and been living color. They discovered a lot of people. And he probably got rejected by a lot of people, Jim Carrey. And these black people were like, come into our family. <laughs> and now look at him. He's a, a comedic legend. He's a legend. Yeah. He doesn't have to be in anything anymore if he doesn't yeah. want to. He could do stupid movies and they'll still be like, Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Oh, man. All right. So, the next one I have is, like, a politician or an activist. Okay. Oh, man. This is what I hate So, my favorite politician is probably Cory Booker. Okay. He's the mayor of Newark. And I think Newark that- where? New Jersey. Of course. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> so I'm from New Jersey, but just um, in case. I just, even though I'm not from Newark- I think and there's a Newark, Delaware, I want to say. There is. I think uh, so. No, I mean, like, even though I'm not from Newark, I've been paying attention to Cory Booker mm. because I feel like he is one of the few politicians who really means what he says and really wants to make good on his word mm-hmm. and like, who actually really loves his job. And I feel like he's one of the few politicians who remembers that a politician is supposed to be a servant of the people yeah. and not supposed to serve their own interests. Yeah. So I Wasn't love he out Corey there Booker shoveling like the other day? Yeah, and I think he lives like he in like, Newark. Yeah. So he he's a man of the people, Cory Booker, and I hope he runs for president one day because I will vote for him. Um, <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, DeRay. Shouts out DeRay. He's. I get so mad when people come for him on Twitter and stuff because he's I really feel like he is a person who has a good heart and who really is not in it for vanity at all mm-hmm. did you, um, did you see him on uh, Stephen Colbert I didn't want to watch the clips okay um, and I love Netta Janetta mm-hmm. Elzey um, who else Asada Shakur I just finished her autobiography which everyone should read. I think she goes over a lot of, like, the problems within social movements that are still prevalent today. Like, we still haven't worked out the kinks with, like, sexism, for instance. Mm -hmm. And also ego getting in the way of progress. Yeah. She has a lot of really important things to say about that. Um, Angela Davis. I've read Women, Race, and Class. And Women, Class, and Culture? Is that the other one? I didn't like that one as much. Um... (laughs) 
But she's also someone who's done a lot for black feminism and for black people. And Fred Hampton, I love him because I feel like he was one of the male Black Panthers who actually considered um, the role of sexism within the movement. Mm -hmm. um, I read the... And he seemed um, like the one who didn't let like his popularity yeah, go to his fame head. go to his head the he way like Huey Newton Yeah. He was the man of the people, and yeah. I read the uh, book by his lawyer who covered his case... Um, well, who worked with him and then also covered his case when he after he was assassinated. Um, and there, some of the Black Panthers uh, in his chapter talked about how sometimes men from other chapters would come through and they would ask their chapter to send women to them. And Fred Hampton was like, these are your comrades. Like, what are you doing? Like, you have to show them the same respect. Like, people are part of that, the, like, yeah, women are part of the other, party. Yeah. Ah. And he was like, these are your comrades. Like, they're helping to fight for your freedom, and they're fighting alongside you, and they do a lot of work here, and you need to respect that. And he, he was like, send some tail over here. And he was yeah. just like, wait, what? I'm, I'm here for the movement. What do you mean? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not and trying he, to come over there for that. <laughs> and he told the girls, you know, if anyone messes with you like that, you tell me personally, and I will handle it. And yeah. so I respect him for that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important. he was another person who meant what he said. So those are my favorite activists. Oh, and Harriet Tubman, okay. who was my favorite person as a child. <laughs> like, she was my favorite You're woke person. at a very young age. <laughs> with Harriet Tubman as a child. So random. For a very, child to be obsessed yeah. with Harriet Tubman. Well, my grandmother had all these black history books in her mm -hmm. house. Like, she had shelves and shelves of black history books. And I found the Harriet Tubman book, and I was just so inspired by her. Like, it was so brave to, like, she could have gotten caught. She could have gotten killed. There actually was a bounty on her head for, I think, $10,000. And they wanted her dead, not dead yeah. or alive. Yeah. And... I just respect the hell out of her for putting her life on the line to end the institution of race of uh, slavery. And she also was a spy. <laughs> like, um, she was just, oh, she's probably one of the greatest people that ever walked the earth. <laughs> and I wow. saw her shawl at the preview for the Smithsonian's. Uh, oh my black. god, that's coming out so late though. I, I was all excited. I was like, oh my god, Chante, I'm. My sister, Shantae. Uh, I was like, I'm coming over to D.C. and we're going to go to the Smithsonian Museum. Mm -hmm. And it's going to probably be open in the summer, right? Because they've been working on this forever. No, mm -hmm. September. Oh, wow. I'm so mad. When I was there for the, can, for the uh, inauguration, yeah. they had a preview and they had her shawl. Mm -hmm. And I almost cried when I saw that shawl. Because <laughs> I was so obsessed with her. <laughs> so little... funny. But yeah, those are my people. Okay. Well, my favorite politician of all time, President Barack Obama. <laughs> I just need to sit here and stand for him a minute because I love him. I'm going to miss him so much when he leaves. Like, it meant so much to see a black man become president. Mm -hmm. And we always knew that he was the first one, so he was going to go through a lot. There was going to be a lot of uh, coveted racism, sometimes outward just downright racism just right in his face um it was just interesting to see how he handled that like just every time he tried to pass a bill they would just be like no yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna let you do this you think we're gonna let you do something here yeah. and just seeing how he kept his composure 
You know, he's got all that gray hair because he was actually, like, you could tell he was working hard yeah. these eight years. Those eight years showing his hair. Like, he's been doing so much work just trying to do universal health care and succeeding at it. There may be a little things that need to be fixed, but mm -hmm. he did it. Like, nobody tried really that hard to do it. He got it done. Um, you know, gay marriage um, and marriage equality. Um it's just so much I can't even think about it because he's just done so much and just like the executive order with the it's gun laws the gun laws and they get so mad when he does these executive orders but nothing would get done if he did it because they don't want him to be a president he's gonna be in the history books not only for being the first black president but for doing all this stuff yeah. that makes them mad yeah. we're gonna be in history class like our children are gonna be in history and there's going to be a whole section mm -hmm. on President Obama. That kills them. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't want him to do anything. They want to be like, oh, he's a lame duck president. Like, because they want that to be his story, yeah. but it's not. It's just not. You know the Republicans don't care about the truth at all. They don't. <laughs> they don't. But I just want to just, I'm proud of my president. I literally would die if I met my president. Um, I, I'm gonna be sad when he leaves. Like, I'm yeah. legitimately, might, I might cry. Yeah. Um, it was just magical to see an entire family of black people. Oh my god, when they first came in out. In the White House. When he won the pre I could not believe my eyes when they came out. I and was just like, the fact he had, like, oh my god. It's like Michelle Obama is just, like, a black woman. Yeah. And his he has two black girls. Yeah. It's just like, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. And I'm really going to And gonna their miss first date was seeing Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing. Do you know how I'm bad black. Do you, okay, but do you know how bad, like, racist white people? Yeah. Of course they saw Do the Right Thing. <laughs> of course they'd see that movie as a first date. <laughs> I don't know what was out in 1989 other than Do the Right Thing. But they're probably just like, of course they didn't oh, see Driving that. Miss Daisy. Oh, but they couldn't see Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, like, amazing. Like, just seeing, like, just knowing that they were mad about this and being like, well. I think it's and then he a got, movie about that. Yeah. You know? Oh, I'm excited about their first date. Yeah. yeah I know. Um, I wish I had gone to Sundance this year. Um, oh, yeah. I but I go to Sundance and okay, I like, want to. I want to. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we digress. Um, but just the fact that he got another four years. Yeah. <laughs> I know they were tight because they just knew they're like the polls are saying but everybody's dissatisfied and they're not happy with the state of the world oh the economy that's something I forgot that's like ten yeah. times better than it's been for years yeah. um but like they were so tight like they really thought that he was not gonna get another term <laughs> I was worried <laughs> oh my god I was um cause that was during the time of the when we had Hurricane Sandy so my mom was working in upstate New York, which is really far away from where I live. And I was staying in the hotel with her and uh, my family. And that area was very, very white. The mm -hmm. hotel we were staying in was in a very white area. But we were watching election night on TV. And we were like, just like, <laughs> we were like, like yelling in the hotel. We're like, yes, what do you want? Because we were waiting for one more state. I don't remember which state it was. But we were sitting there and just like, and then all of a sudden it was like, we're going to call it Obama won. And we were just like, yes, like running. And then we we're like, oh, wait, we shouldn't do that loud because <laughs> room over there, over there, they're probably mad. They're probably really mad about what's going down right now. Um, 
And it was just funny watching Fox News and, like, Megyn Kelly walking all around, like, is this true? Is it? Oh, it was Ohio. It was like, Ohio? Like, um, we're gonna go to our, our fact checker in the basement, and then they sent the poor woman in the heels. The poor woman, Megyn Kelly. They sent her down in her heels to go all the way down into the basement to go to the fact checker just to tell her, like, yeah, he went Ohio. It's like, <laughs> like, we don't need to recount, like. He went Ohio. They were so mad. You know, the, yo, I remember when he first <laughs> got elected, and some of the white people on my Facebook were upset. Mm-hmm. One of them was like, I'm moving to Canada. And I was like, have a nice trip. <laughs> like, he unfriended me. <laughs> I was like, enjoy your free health care, which is like all the things that, that we want was... now. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, why even say that? You're not moving to Canada. Right? You're not. Like, just stop. But anyway, I just, I had to talk about Obama, especially since this is his last year, and we're looking at all the class acts that are up for the president. I mean, I love Bernie, but like... I want Bernie. It's just, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of garbage running for president right now, so... Um, yeah. So, um, do you have any, I didn't really have too many authors, but... Do you have an author? <laughs> James Baldwin uh, is one of my biggest writing inspirations. Okay. Like, um, when I was first starting to write nonfiction, I read a lot of James Baldwin, and he was one of the first... I think I learned from James Baldwin that I didn't need characters to say what I wanted to say, and that I didn't need to filter myself, because James Baldwin, he gets to the point. Mm-hmm. Like, he says what he needs to say. And it doesn't matter who doesn't want to hear it. And he, I think he had a debate with William Buckley. Mm-hmm. And he was just in a room full of mostly white people. And he was just telling it like it was. Like, he didn't give a, f- I mean, he didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just, uh, he's just an amazing writer. I, I, I can't, I don't know if I could express how good of a writer he is. He just managed to have this very clean writing it's very informative writing and it's very passionate writing mm-hmm. um so i love james baldwin um tony morrison is everyone's I was gonna say tony morrison but i was gonna specifically say song of solomon that's I just a very i haven't read thing. it since high school mm-hmm. but my teacher miss maid shout out to miss maid mm-hmm. 11th grade um just that, first <laughs> that book she, she was so touched by that book and I was touched by that book. It was really good. I, I gotta reread it. But it, I just know there was a lot of, like, magical realism. And it yeah. was, like, really, like, deep. And... But even just that first I was affected by amazing. it. Yeah, I gotta read it again. You but have yeah. to read Beloved, too. I, I'll try to read it again. Because <laughs> it's, it's very... It's hard to get through. Yeah, it's, like, one of those situations where she's a great writer. And it's a great story, but... It's good to have like a book club or like learn it in school because you can talk about it and like maybe like get it cleared up. And this Mm -hmm. maid was very good at at, like breaking down like every single thing that happened. She she started crying. Do you remember that? No, I don't. She started crying when she was talking about a scene. Oh wow! And I was just like, wow. But here's the (laughs) thing, though. That's one of the things I was gonna say about Tanya Morrison. She has writing that makes you feel it viscerally. Yeah. The way she describes just the ugliness of humanity and 
history as well. You feel like you're in the room with those characters. Yeah. And also, I feel like because she's writing to black people, and she said this explicitly, she she was like, I don't really write books for white people. Small <laughs> Miss Maid felt like... like... <laughs> well, she did. But she was like, I... She was like, once I freed the white gaze from my writing, that's when I was able to really write, oh. you know? And I feel like she's writing to me. I feel like I recognize the people, the mm-hmm. characters in her books, and I feel like I recognize the communities that she writes about. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And the bluest eye just freaked me out. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta read it. I got a copy, like a used copy, mm-hmm. and I guess it used to be like a student's copy who was taking oh, so notes, so there was notes all over it, and I was like, so I never read it. It's. Creepy. She it's really creepy. gets to the heart of what it's like to truly hate yourself, like as a black person, oh and to God. hate your hair and to hate your eyes and your skin color and what that kind of toxic, I guess, mindset does to you, and and also how that mindset affects the whole community. Yeah. And there's also some other things going on in that book that are really disturbing to read, but. Okay. It's a great book. I always love a good disturbing book. Oh, wait, Leslie Zora Neale Hurston. (laughs) I want to name my baby Zora after her. Oh, okay. Because I just, she chronicled uh, black culture. Like, she just went around, like, collecting black folklore. Um, And she also wrote in dialect, Mm -hmm. which pissed a lot of people off during the Harlem Renaissance, especially W.E.B. Du Bois, who oh, really? I always think of W.E.B. Du Bois as like a crotchety old man, sort of like <laughs> your like grandpa. Yeah. He, he had beef with everyone. <laughs> he, like, he always thought everyone was not representing blackness correctly. And yeah. Zora was like, I really don't care. Like, this is how we talk. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah. what's wrong with the way we talk? Why? Who said it was wrong? And why should we care about it? That's true. And the way she writes is beautiful. Like, she, I feel like she does African-American vernacular English justice. It's not a joke. It w- or it wasn't a joke to her. And so I'm glad that Alice Walker rediscovered Zora Neale Hurston, brought her back into the mainstream. Yeah. Awesome. No, I know how you are with you and your books. <laughs> You're a bookworm. You're like the definition of bookworm. Um, so, I mean, this one was a little difficult for me because I'm not really into sports like that. But I do watch the Olympics. I love the Olympics, even though the main reason why I was watching the Olympics was for Michael Phelps. And he broke my heart and got engaged and Aww. got his girlfriend pregnant. Oh, wow. He has an interesting life, that man. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're on the rocks. Uh, so, um, but no, I still, I still love his swimming. He's talented. So, but, um, well, black people that I've, you know, want to celebrate in sports, the two things that I watch mostly during the Olympics is gymnastics and swimming. So, gymnastics, of course, Gabby Douglas. Like, yeah. she, like killed it that what was it 2012 i think that was it was 2012 right so. she was she was great and then she got People like were a, mad a, they were mad i didn't really got her hair oh yeah they were like you can't do your hair your weave's not fresh <laughs> um and <laughs> i i did kind of see the non-fresh weave but so i didn't late. i would never she was I would doing gymnastics 
<laughs> she was sweating it out, number one. Number two, she's a child. So, right. you know how long it took me to get my weave game on point? <laughs> it took a while. I didn't even know you were even supposed to buy pack hair. <laughs> anyway, then on top of that, like, how could you go online and talk about a kid? Exactly. She's a kid. Like, I would never, I didn't know that her weave game wasn't on point, but like, I didn't, she was, my gymnastics game is nowhere near on point. I couldn't get past the doing a cartwheel off the balance beam. I was like, what? That seems like a dangerous idea. (laughs) So, I mean, come on. Like, that girl is amazing. She got a Lifetime movie like two seconds after she won everything. Um, Nike commercials? Yeah. She was amazing. And then, I don't know the girl's name. I haven't been following her yet, really, but I know Simone. I don't know her last name. She's killing it. Just grabbing championships. Yeah. Like, it's nothing. So I'm excited to see her at the Olympics. And, um, yeah. And shout out to Cam Newton. I don't really... That's who I was gonna say. I don't... I don't really know, like, I don't watch football. Yeah. But I know he's, like, one of the only black quarterbacks and he's in the Super Bowl, so... He has no qualms about talking about that and he has no qualms about admitting that people are pressed with him because he is a black quarterback. I love him. He's yeah. just like, look, I'm black, I'm a quarterback, I'm doing it, <laughs> deal with it, and I love it. Yeah. He's, he just is so unapologetically black that I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Isn't he the dad on them folks guy? Yeah, I think so. I, I love it. So. <laughs> Alright, so, um, so after discussing this, <laughs> I just feel really good, because I'm glad yeah. there's a lot of awesome black people out there and I know about them and you know about them but I just I'm just happy to talk about it and make sure everybody knows about them um because they're really in they're really amazing they're important they're talented they deserve to be noticed and it's nice to have a positive episode about blackness because there can be a lot of things to feel down about but black people are also just amazing they're amazing (laughs) despite of what's going despite it and because of it and it just makes us stronger and awesome and amazing and i i love us just what would the world be without black people (laughs) i don't know really because if people steal the way we talk they steal our music they steal our fashion choices we play the sports and hip-hop is a huge culture it is like it's everywhere (laughs) and it influences changing the world like I wonder, I mean, I never watch sports in general, but, like, every time you watch, like, a sports event, you're gonna hear at least one hip-hop song playing in the background, and yeah. I bet you it was not always like that. I'm sure it was a rock song. Selling products with rap. Like, like Drake is on the Sprite can. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, like their lyrics are on the Sprite can. He was on one of them, too. He was? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, they're just so, like, in it. They're everywhere now, and I love it. I love it. And I, no one thought rap would last. No, nobody thought rap would last, and then it kind of like disappeared because we had a, a bad time for yeah. rap, and it was like hip hop is dead. But it's not dead now. Hip hop is dead, and it's never gonna be dead. It's never gonna die. It's never gonna die. I kind of I miss rock though, but that's another episode. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. So now, just a quick little thing, quick little two things. One's a game. One's just like a a salute. Okay, this salute is called paying your dues it's a salute to black people who paid their dues but are now killing the game (laughs) (laughs) 
Carrie Washington played Chenille, the sassy black best friend to Julia Stiles, Sarah, and now she's the star in Say the Last Dance, and now she's the star of Primetime Show Scandal. So I feel like, Say the Last Dance, don't get me wrong, great movie, but mm -hmm. like she was stereotype of all stereotypes in that movie. And she doesn't even talk like that. That's what's funny. Like, she's yeah, so she hood in that it. movie. And she doesn't even... I was surprised to see her on Scandal. I was like, Chanel? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, Kiki Palmer played a troubled poor teen from the hood with no parental supervision in Medea's family reunion. It was Medea's. I didn't know her from Akilah Habi. I feel like family reunion was her first. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, we can fact check that or not. But that's the first time I saw her. Okay. And she was probably the same age, like, around this is. So Aww. maybe they came around at the same time. Um, but now, she just wrapped Grease Live, and she was one of the stars. Like, they talked about Vanessa Hudgens a lot, because mm -hmm. she had just lost her father. And she did do a great job. Mm -hmm. But Kiki was, like, the next person that yeah. they talked about. Like, they were like, she's a star, a star is born, like. Mm -hmm. um, Should have been born. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And and she just wrapped um, Screen Queens, which she has a she's a very significant player in that show, and it was renewed, so Aww. still working. Congrats. Um, and Chris Rock played a crackhead in New Jack City, but now he's hosting the whitest award show in Hollywood, the Oscars, and, and I feel I like this is like the he second time. Everyone uncomfortable. I hope I he is. I I would be surprised if he didn't. I hope he rubs it in everyone's faces that they messed up. <laughs> Again. Because he hosted before, right? He did. Yeah. I remember because he shouted Brooklyn at the end across the stage. <laughs> he just ran across, Brooklyn! Brooklyn! I'll never forget it. Oh my god. Um, and Regina King is the go-to hood black girl from around Boys the way in, the in movies like Boys in the Hood and Poetic Justice. And she recently won an Emmy for her role in American Crime. I'm so happy for so, her. And my parents are always like, who would have thought whatever her name was from 227 would be the star? <laughs> they always say that. Like, I was like, oh, I don't know who she played in 227, but apparently my parents never thought she was going to be the star. Um, okay. She's and, so versatile. Yeah. She's the boondocks. Yeah. She's she, awesome. Who, okay. She's just, it she's can do awesome. anything. She has great arms, too. She does. Um, okay, so the game is outnumbered, and it's basically name the black man who is successful in these sports that are mostly dominated by white men. Gonna fail this. It, it's so just a hard. guessing game. Just listen to the, <laughs> the sound of the names, and maybe that will help. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna start with motocross. We have A. Yep, motocross. You know what motocross is, right? Yes, I do. On the, yeah, okay. <laughs> So, A, is it A, Ryan Villapoto? I don't know if I said that right at all. Villapoto? <laughs> B, James Stewart? C, Travis Pastrana? Or D, none of the above? Travis? Pastrana? Yeah. That's wrong, Shanice. <laughs> Who is Travis that? Pastrana? I don't know. <laughs> It's it's B. My family's last name is Bradley. That's true. <laughs> James Stewart. I know. <laughs> so like the, the act. Yes, James Stewart. He's thirty. He's thirty years old, and he became like the first black superstar of the sport. Wow. Go yeah. him. Yep. Go him. That's, That's awesome. Like motocross. Right. Like. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hockey. Oh God. Is it a Kyle Ocposo? 
B, Sidney Crosby. C, Carrie Price. Or D, none of the above. Carrie Price? No. It's Kyle Ocposo. Okay. He plays for the New York Islanders. He's 27 years old, and he's an alternate captain. Wow, he's only... Is he Canadian? I don't... I don't know. Was he? <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention. He's a couple years older. I know. We should go find out, right? right? I feel like he's married. I feel like oh, I saw that. I don't oh. know. <laughs> don't be a homewrecker. Um, Dreams defer. I know. <laughs> like, I love how you play hockey. Like, you're not even going to be interested in his game. <laughs> um, skateboarding. Is it A, Steve Williams, B, Kevin Pierce, or C, Ryan Sheckler? Okay, well, I know it's not Ryan Sheckler. <laughs> I gave that one to you, because I knew you used to love Ryan Sheckler. Can we forget about this? No, I'm telling the world. She used to love Ryan Sheckler. Please don't judge She watched me. the show. I did watch that stupid show. It's okay. I love Ryan Lochte, and I watched his show. It lasted for like oh, two days. Oh, God. <laughs> and I still think he's cute. That man was Fascinating. Um, <laughs> um, what were the names again? Steve Williams, Kevin Pearson, Ryan Sheckler. Kevin Williams. Pierce? No. I got the Williams is the blackest last name. It is. <laughs> Steve Williams. He's the founder of DGK Skateboards and the first to be sponsored. Like, first so black or white. Was he Angel Simmons? I don't know. <laughs> he's the first... <laughs> He's the first to be sponsored by Reebok, and that's like anybody, like not like black or white, first oh, to be wow. sponsored by Reebok. All right, surfing is the last sport. Is it A. Kelly Slater, B. <laughs> no, it's not B. Kelly Clay Marso, C. Josh Kerr, or D. None of the above. What are these other than Kelly Slater? Clay Marso, jo and C. Josh Kerr. Wrong. I got them all wrong. I thought Cassius None Clay. of the above. Clay. I said D. None no. of the above. It was hard. For, I didn't. I mean, I didn't do heavy research, but it was hard for me to find a black person that was a pro surfer. There oh. are black people that surf, but I don't know if they're like pros or have been sponsored or anything oh. like that. So, you know, black people in water. But <laughs> I heard Michael Van Jordan likes to surf. Oh my god, we're. Oh my god, we're me for. I don't know if I like to surf, but I want to surf so badly. So that Serena Williams likes to surf. Oh, okay. Of course she would, because she can do anything. <laughs> right. She probably, as soon as she stood up on the board, was like, I got this. Yeah. Ready for the big ones. Do <laughs> pipeline? Yeah, let's do pipeline. Exactly. She's not gonna do anything. All right. Well, that's it for this wonderful episode this of was really fun. wonderful black magic. Yes. Um. um so. Well, thank you.